from grain to glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I am Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. How are you all today? <laughs> So, Brian, man, what have you been up to beer-related lately? Before we get to, uh, yeah. Ooh-wee. Uh, beer-related. right in there, man. Got a whole bunch of uh, barrel-aged beer that we just threw down. Um, so, we've got the uh, two different Russian Imperial Stouts. One is very, very complex with a lot going on, and the other one is, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty run-of-the-mill. And then we took and put our... Uh, Lactose Panda, which is a milk stout into some barrels, so I've been kind of swimming around in barrels. Our collection has kind of grown to about 17 barrels now, and uh, we're looking at a bunch of Four Roses bourbon. I've got some Buffalo Trace. I've got some Heaven Hill. Uh, So we're going to add a... Well, you guys have Heaven Hill barrels, huh? Yeah. Fancy. I mean, really, all of them are pretty tough to to get. Uh, We get stuff from... um, was it Midwest Barrel Broker? They're out of Lincoln, Nebraska, and it actually just happened to be the same place that we purchased our uh, um, brewing equipment uh, from that city. And surprise, surprise, Lincoln, Nebraska is a f- really fun town. <laughs> and for being in, you know, in, like in flyover country, and in, in, in my perception, a little bit even more remote than uh, other places. So, nonetheless, we've just kind of been tasting old barrel stuff and kind of circling the wagons on on doing some blends and that um other than that uh everyone's really excited hudson hudson haze is going to come back out Ooh. the uh hazy I- northeast style uh ipa that we do at the brewery and then if you follow uh hop and barrel at all you'll you'll see that we've got a uh, some kind of comic booky, cartoony uh, branding, and uh, there's a brand new illustration by Albert Wen. Um, it's spelled N-G-U-Y-E-N, Nguyen is probably how you'd want to say it, but it's pronounced Wen, and he is an illustrator. It's uh, uh, fancy skeleton art, a uh, lady with a fruit hat, so... If you follow the brewery, you can probably check that out. And uh, we're pretty happy to have that beer come back out. We just needed to kind of figure out a way to make that beer more cheaply. Uh, so, ooh, yeah, this bottle's way better. <laughs> that bottle is way better. Um, yeah, I will get you a glass so we can cool dispose yeah, of that real quick. If you have some more things to talk about, real quick, I while can I do that, certainly blabber on and on. <laughs> But yeah, we had Hudson Hayes was a beer we did that uh, became enormously popular. Um, and then we sort of learned that it uh, making these hazy beers really messed with our equipment. And we wanted to just sort of figure out a better way to do that. Um, and I think we did. And more cheaply, too, because honestly, uh, if you look at uh, price per pound on hops, um, Galaxy hops are like, for us anyway, for on a, we buy... 11 to 22 to 44 pound boxes and they run about 39.99 i think is you know probably the 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 top price that i'd pay for something uh something like that 
Um, I think the next cheapest one is your Vic Secret at $18.99 a pound. But that hop is really hard to find. Um, it kind of comes and goes like Galaxy, but it comes... It's around less frequently than Galaxy, so we just needed to sort of find a replacement for that. And uh, I don't—I mean, I don't know—I don't really care about <clears throat> letting people know what sort of malt and hops we're using, but we sort of uh, made up the difference of not having Vic Secret with uh, Mandarina Bavaria. But you've really got to dial that one back. Uh, the orange and the orange peel is pretty pretty intense. So. Okay. Yeah, so that's what's been going on with me beer-wise. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Well, I've been pulling audibles all afternoon uh, for the goddamn uh, show today. Uh-oh. Because uh, the first beer that... Down? Yes, please. All right, so the, fir- yeah, the, the first beer that we uh, that we were going to do, I forgot to force carbonate. <laughs> uh, the second beer that we were going to do, we had already done. And now we're on the third beer, and the first bottle was uncarbed. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to crack a second just to see. And that with the carbonation was way better. So... Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn carbonation <laughs> wild card. This like this whole bottling thing, man. I'm I'm so over it. It's for the birds. <laughs> I would agree with you, man. Car uh, kegs are the way to the way yep. to be. Uh, other than that, um, it's been I don't know a beerful uh, you know little bit here. Uh, I don't know. Went to uh, I went to Hop and Barrel for some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and, that's uh, a good time. Yeah, um, it's. It's really like I like the atmosphere. Like back in the brewery, like, yeah, it was I, a little cold. It was it was a little chilly, um, and like I kept alternating between like being warm and then being cold, and then being warm and then being cold. I mean, it was was that connected with when we were fighting bugbears and goblins? I and, think so, maybe and, and ghouls. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then um, we then we also felt like we were in a fishbowl every once in a while because people would like just stare at us through the window. <laughs> people they just want to they want to know what. <sighs> what we're doing all the time yep. back there. So there's a couple little spots to, to kind of peek and see. And Do they do that while you guys are working too? Like just stare all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the point of it. Yes. Yeah. For, for me, it was tough with, at American sky. Cause like, yeah, you were in like a fishbowl. Like you, the floor plan was completely open. And so, yeah. So there was nowhere to hide. No. And that caused me a lot of times to brew at night, like after the tap was sense. closed or like on days that, if it was possible on days that, you know, yeah, I mean, nobody likes being, well, scrutinized. I, I guess, <laughs> I guess I can't speak for everyone. I don't like being scrutinized in a fishbowl like that, but that's, yep. that's, that's why, uh, you know, we broadcast everything we do online <laughs> and to people. Uh, I, just, I just try to forget about the cameras <laughs> and then I, and I, if I pretend that everyone is naked and that no one <laughs> is listening, <laughs> <laughs> and we're all good. <laughs> pretty much, man. Like it's pretty great. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's see. I uh, went to Pitchfork yesterday. Oh. Um, had their uh, was it milk stout uh, or no oatmeal stout on Whoppers? Uh, whoa, okay. And that was real good. Cool. And that was very good. Hmm. It was, I had like a little like a malted milkshake uh, but, thing uh, going on. They still got some of that uh, Oktoberfest laying around. No, they are out. Damn. They uh, they ran out October twentieth. A tasty beer. Yeah, they. Uh, I was talking with uh, Facino, and it was like they brewed more of that than they do any seasonal beer. I think they did uh, three or four batches of it, mm-hmm. and it sold out faster than any other seasonals have ever done. Awesome! I thought it was great. It was one of their best beers I think yeah. they've ever made. It was really stupid good this year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I hope Mike does the same thing next year. Oh, he'll be on the bigger system next year. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I suppose so. Are they kind of circling the wagons on that equipment or? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I've seen the, I've seen, uh, the somewhat finalized plans for the new brewery. Not entirely sure how much I can talk about yet. We're going to have them on soon. So yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, they are, they are moving. They're not doing the, uh, the baseball stadium anymore. Yep. Yeah. That I heard. Um, I know they're a little more secretive than, than I think we are. Well, (laughs) it's, it's not so much secretive. It's they, it's, it's one out of the two is a little bit more secretive than the other. (laughs) Okay. I guess I don't really see the point of that. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's more that he wants everything to be finalized before it's super public, which makes makes sense. sense. I guess. Because otherwise people come and be like, well, why aren't you doing this thing People, people do that anyway. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> the rumors get around anyway. Like, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just talk about it. And some people find it fascinating. Mm. And uh, other than that, let's see. Uh, I made it out to, or then, uh, I mean, I, I drank a lot of, like, Sapporo this week. I ate sushi a lot. Sapporo's good. And it's really good with sushi. It's Yeah, my partner, my business partner, Justin, is a big sushi guy. And then when... Well, now it's a Milwaukee burger, so that's good for me. But we, we'd always go up to that uh, Shanghai Bistro, and I never liked Shanghai. Well, he liked the sushi there. I guess the I, sushi was fine. I like the sushi at the uh, the place uh, by the Chipotle better. Yeah, there's another joint downtown. Uh, yeah, Hudson the uh, that he goes uh, to. Uh, Dragon Pearl. Yeah, I went there before D and D and got some uh, uh, like I don't know. Asian food. I hear that's a <clears throat> another good one, but I'm I'm uh, I'm not into fish in any any fish sell sh- shellfish or shri- that's understandable. Shrimps. Don't care for it. Yeah, you want your you want your food to come from land where you could see it like that's- God intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like the the the, the you know crummy. Um, can I say Chinese food these days? Everybody's I mean, it is, it is Chinese food, right? <laughs> Everybody gets upset about everything these well, days. Well, no, but it's it's American Chinese food American, is what it is. Yeah, like, Americanized Chinese I'll, food. I'll, like Panda Express, like once in a while, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Right. What about the, uh, like, the the every town, I don't care how big or how small, has a shitty all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. Oh, yeah, I'll dig into that. Like... Now. <laughs> I will, I will There's like some general child's chicken like I'll absolutely dig into that man. No no problem. Six bucks all you can eat, man. It's fucking great. I, I mean, there's a lot of food that <clears throat> is out there in life that I mean, you know damn well you're gonna regret it. Yeah. Same with beer. And that's or- and that's, that's one of it. But there's always that moment where you're like there's that day where you're feeling it this and you, so it's what good. you need. Yeah. Like. Oh, totally. It's usually a, like a hangover day. So. Yep. Yeah. Where you just, you don't want to make a decision. You just want to stuff your face. Totally. Or, um, or like when I get stuck going to sushi places with people, I'm like, well, here's what I'm going to eat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, last week we, uh, we drank a lot of, uh, Oliphant at the end of the show. That yeah. was, uh, that was the time. Good lord, I was hungover last week. <laughs> I I was drunk. <laughs> you were just drunk. Like I was like, Ugh, like every sip of beer, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos and I ended up. I, I ended up doing something after the show. I don't remember what it was. I, well, I don't know. Um, Josh hung out for a while. Yeah, Josh said he hung out for about an hour, and then I don't, I don't usually hang out in game. And yeah, no, and then like so everybody was gone, and then 
I don't know, Carlos and I think we might have just like tucked into a bunch of YouTube videos or something like Who knows? and more beers like knowing you two. I don't know. <laughs> didn't didn't you get into the into the whiskey after? I thought uh, there was a little bit of that going on. <laughs> you were like whiskey, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was normally I, I was I'd feeling, be in. I was feeling real good after the yeah. show. Like, <laughs> and today's is going to be even worse. <laughs> it's the anniversary show, man. Oh, like, brother, it's six years. Oh man, that's cr- I still can't believe that, man. That's congratulations. Thank man. you, thank that's you. Outstanding. Um, yeah, and then I made it to Pitchfork before the show uh, today. Mm-hmm. Just uh, somebody was having a birthday, so I figured I'd pop up there and say hi. And I was down at my brewery doing research. I was gonna go to. I was gonna see if anyone wanted to go to River Falls, go to Emma's, and and grab a quick one, one, two. But oh shit! Yeah, we've been down for that. Well, I, I, I spent the entire day looking at the clock on my fucking stove. And oh, and it was it an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so then I like got all my shit together and I was going to, I'm like, oh, I want a cup of coffee. And then I'm like, nope, too late. And then I looked, you know, I don't know. It was just so stupid. I don't know why I looked at that. No, I, I had I, like, so my, <laughs> I like I, my wristwatch I kept looking at yeah. and it was, I, I was like, oh shit, it's like. 1.30, I need to go yeah. eat some food. Right. Well, and I'm like, oh, it's only 12.30. And I listened to, I was listening to DOO all mm-hmm. day yesterday and today okay. for the quote Quotes, game. Yeah. And so I've heard myself talk way too much today. Oh, man. So I was like, all right, I need to go. We went down, got a hamburger and a beer, and it was, everything was good. Actually had some hop and barrel, had some oh, crooked oh, grin down oh, at uh, Main Streeters. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah they got that. They, they had, um... In Wisconsin, the last time I ate there for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, my, my girlfriend likes to eat the bull bites there, and then she eats the horseradish, but it it's so painful. But, like, it's like an ice cream headache, you know? Oh, yeah. And you're just like, I'm doing this to myself. That, I, I, the bull bites are really good, oh, yeah. and their horseradish the horse, is solid. Horseradish is, like, I, I, want, I want blue flames of horseradish. <laughs> That's what I imagine. I want, I want blue flames of horseradish coming out of my nose when I eat horseradish. Because if, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Do it right. <laughs> yeah, Main Street is in River Falls. Whew. Good yeah. shit. All right. Uh, well, wow. should we taste some homebrew? Yeah. Okay. So today uh, we were going to taste a British brown ale that is now getting pushed off until next week. Uh, so we're going to taste a Lichtenhainer instead. Uh, Lichtenhainer is one of the historical styles. It's a sour, smoked, lower-gravity historical German wheat beer, a complex eight refreshing character due to high attenuation and carbonation, along with low bitterness and moderate sourness. Uh, recipe on this one, for all you uh, percentage people out there, I gotta use some motherfucking percentages. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to, oh shit, I... I totally forgot your name, man. But you showed me how to find them in Beersmith, and I appreciate you. We like and you. You know who you are. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I thanked him on Facebook, and I just. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. All right, so fifty-seven uh, percent uh, German wheat malt. Jeez. Uh, and then forty-three uh, percent German smoked malt. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. That's that's it. Uh, How was the mash on that one? Uh, sticky. <laughs> I bet. I, I I'm I threw some rice hulls in there yeah, to uh, obviously to deal with some of that stuff. Um, and then stickiness. Yeah. Uh, no hops. Did a or did one package of uh, I had it up here. Um, German ale. Well, Y yeast, uh, 1007. Okay. 
and then a pitch of lactobacillus why yeast 5335 very nice very like actually I may have used some age tops actually no I don't even think I did that yeah you could it just <clears throat> yeah I don't think I did though I'm trying to remember back to that Your brew day balance comes from smoke it's, ester and, and it's it's all smoke and lacto and lacto yeah so uh, for this beer uh, aroma we're looking for moderately strong fresh smoky aroma oh by the way this beer is a little on the age side. I brewed this in January. Oh, holy moly. Okay. So, because uh, I kept tasting it and the lacto just wasn't there, wasn't there, wasn't there. Yeah. And then, bam. Yeah. You gotta, so. Sometimes you got to let that one ride. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, it's it's a few months out. And this <laughs> is where we're in, what, November now? Correct. So 10 months. Correcto. Uh, yeah, so uh, aroma, moderately strong, fresh, smoky aroma, light hints of sourness, medium low fruity esters, possibly apples or lemons, uh, moderate bready, grainy malt. The smoke character is stronger than the bready notes, and the smoke has a dry character, like the remnants of an old fire, not a greasy smoke. Greasy is, from what I know, never appropriate. Like, I think maybe your liquid smoke is probably that. I'd get, like, greasy. it's almost like an apple wood. I'm going to snatch smoke. this from the beer can. Yeah, go for it. Whoopsh. The, yeah, the coaster's sticky. Like, that's why I spilled there, earlier. There go, the coaster. <laughs> Which is why we have the X. Oh, man, this is, wow. Isn't that an interesting, like... Smoke and lacto, like, what in the... Huh? Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the right descriptor. But, but you're right, it is a dry smoke. Uh, totally agree with that. Like, if you stuck your head in, like, a, a thing of, like, Traeger pellets? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Definitely apple. Um, not really uh, lemon, I don't think. Um, and there is like a, they do get a little bit of bread, but I mean more grainy. Not greasy. Yeah. Um, and when there was head, yeah, it was big. Not and, a tall off way. Yeah. It, was, it was, well, actually, yeah, dude, that, that yeah, one. Yeah, this that one, did. one the, the first pour had the a I big, have, nice, nice uh, head, but it was not persistent. There was no persistence with it, but that might be the age too. I don't. It could be. Um, apparent or like it's supposed to be like a deep yellow to light gold. Fair clarity, maybe somewhat hazy. This is crystal clear. Yours, uh, yours is. Mine's a little bit. Oh, yours is a little, a little hazy. Little yeah, haze, but your yeah, yours is quite clear. Again, right. like different different parts of the bottle. The, yeah, correct. The end of the bottle, some shit in the bottle. That's fine. Yep. It's bottle condition. That's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, flavor: We're looking for a moderately strong fruity flavor, possibly lemons or apples. Moderate intensity, clean lactic tartness, no funk. Similar smoky character as aroma, dry wood fire. Yep. Medium strength, dry finish with acidity and smoke in the aftertaste. All of the above, my friend. Ooh, I actually really like this. Yeah, this is another one where I mean it. It, it doesn't sound good. <clears throat> it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it, it honestly doesn't. Oh, smoky sour. Here, drink this smoky apple juice. <laughs> that, that's kind of sour. I mean, you know, said I actually said no really like it. It yeah, like it finishes one. clean. It well, and you know how I feel about sours. So, yeah. I mean, this one's it's just right. And I think it's not overly tart. I do. I do personally like smoky stuff. And I think this has this has a nice it plays well together. It's kind of cool. And it, I think it's it's a kind of an appropriate uh, fall, uh, fall beer because yeah, it is like it, it rides that line of like cidery and smoky mm -hmm. and yep, a little body stretch from the 
residual sugars were taken care of by the lactose, yep. and it'll definitely. Oh man! And what do I always so say about about um, you know beers that get their body gets stretched? It tastes like you know it'll taste like cider. Mm-hmm. So, and honestly, I'm wondering. So the, your the smoke malt that you used, um, <clears throat> that gives you that it converts to. So it's interesting. I'm wonder. I'm wondering between the the wheat and the and the smoke malt, like what our sugar content was. Um, what, what was your what was your gravity and what was the finishing? Um, so finishing is hard to say because that mm-hmm. lactose is just gonna keep eating. Oh yeah. Um, the OG though was uh, ten thirty seven. Mm, okay, pretty low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, this is a um, what like a four or three and a half percent beer. Yeah, I would say you would not want it probably over four and a half. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's 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 just, very like from what I know about beers like the. I guess it'll. I guess it says at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But so they like, show final gravity. Final gravities on these being sub ten ten, which I mean anything sub ten ten, you're gonna it's gonna be noticeable. Yeah, well, and that lacto is gonna eat everything down to that anyway. Same. So I mean, you might want to. You know, you'd want to keep an eye on these bottles, too, for, for bombage. <laughs> Not too worried, actually. Um, I think I, like, I mean, it spent 10 months in the... Mm-hmm. And it's fine, yeah. Yeah, so, and probably, we're we're still slightly undercarved. Probably good, yeah. Um, this bottle's way better than the last one, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it has enough carbonation to lift it up. Could use a little bit more, not gonna lie. Yeah, could, um, could be a little more crisp, but, you know, like like we always say. It's those damn bottles, man. I have the worst luck with bottle conditioning. I don't know what it is. I, <sighs> I hear you, man. I used, to, <clears throat> I used to try and do that all the time. But. Like, sometimes they'll be fucking spot on and amazing. And other you. times they'll gush. And other times they will do this. And I do the same thing every time. The Blickman bottling gun is a fine product. Yes. <laughs> For that John Blickman, we thank you. John Blickman, <laughs> your shit's awesome, but so expensive. I know. Years ago, I, I, I wonder, I mean, he probably still shows up at the NHC. Yeah, but, he's there every year. Yeah, I remember going to the NHC in like 2010 and just kind of dorking out and being like, oh my God. It's, he was handing out like pocket protectors that said Blickman. He would hand out pocket protectors. <laughs> he actually has uh, he has a podcast now. <laughs> oh, good. Yep. Good. Yeah, he was hanging out with Bill Smith. Or, and, I think he does. Maybe Blickman doesn't. Maybe I'm thinking the, the uh, beer smith guy. Probably thinking about Bill Smith from Beer Smith. Yeah. yeah. He has a kick-ass podcast, yes. actually. He's a really, really, honestly, like, he will respond to email. Like, no shit. Like, Bill Smith from Beer Smith will respond to email. If you have a legit question yeah. about. Well, and beer I smith. mean, well, Beer Smith is industry standard now, pretty much, isn't I mean, it? we use it, yeah. Uh, it, ha- it has all the tools you need in one spot. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you've got. Brew toad and a few other things, but I, I just, I mean, the the the, the quality, quality, rounded complexity of that program yeah. is so. Beersmith, if you want to sponsor us, I mean, we're still gonna hawk your <laughs> shit either way, but we'd love to have a sponsorship. Well, I mean, this is me. I get the homebrew podcast I came up listening to was uh, James Spencer. Um, oh, uh, uh, how to brew? No, um, what is it? I should know this. Uh, brewing radio? No, beer radio. Basic. Basic brewing, brewing radio. Yes, I've listened it. to it in a long I, time. I, yeah, that's that's what I started with too. Yeah. I moved from that to um, the the Brewing Network. 
Yep, yep, that too. Same. But yeah, James, I just, there's something about James Spencer's voice that is just like, Soothing. hey, chill, man. Like, we're going to get, we're going to get through this together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, we all fuck up. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're the, the you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give this beer a thumbs up. I think it's fantastic. I really uh, like it. I think you nailed it, man. Um, the comments are it's served young. I like it with the age. I'm not mm. gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I like the lactose really started to come through. It's not overly smoky. It rides that fine line. I'm liking it, man. I'm gonna thumbs it up too. All right. So now, should we talk about? One of probably the most contentious thing we've ever talked about. Dude, it blows yeah. it like I feel like we're just like in contention now because we talked about uh, mash hopping and first wart hopping, which are two contentious subjects last week. This yeah. week we're talking about crystal versus caramel malt. Is there a difference? Are they the same thing? Nobody knows. Well, we do, but we're going to talk about it. So. Yeah, I, I mean, this just like really. It just really struck me uh, uh, again that uh, I mean, boy, we've had some some tough stuff the last few weeks. That is again, like you said, very contentious. And you know, to be honest, this was very mind blowing for me. And I actually had you had you came in with some very strong prejudice. Well, not yes. preju- well, yeah, yep. prejudice is Definitely. the right word. And and I had it completely mixed up too. Uh, I thought. Um, I thought that the caramel malt was the one that was uh, drum roasted, and I thought that the crystal was the one that was kiln roasted. I had them completely. You had everything all kind of swapped yeah, up. Which, I mean, you know, goes to show you, you just. You're always learning something new, oh, and God, if yeah. you learn something, you're going to forget it, and then you have to relearn it. I can't tell you how many times where people will ask me a question like, hey, do you know about blah? And I'll be like, you know what? No, I don't. <clears throat> I go research it, and I look it up, and I read it, and I'm like, okay, yes, I did know this, but. But it's a good to have the refresher. Shuffled out for some, some <laughs> other information. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're talking about crystal malt and caramel malt. Um, a lot of the sources, I don't know if you ran into this too, uh, said there's little to no difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Except uh, crystal malts are from the UK. Yep. Caramel is US. Yep. Or <clears throat> the other contending point was, is it kilned or drum roasted? Yep. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty mm. much it. Or if you're talking from Bryce, caramel malt is applied to both kiln and roaster-produced caramel malts, but the term crystal malt is normally reserved for caramel malts produced in a roaster. Right. So and you could... It's interesting, because then this is this is why I, like, I had it flip-flopped. So roaster, uh, or I'm sorry, kiln-produced caramel malt has uh, like a large proportion like pretty much 50 percent of them still have that mealy or starchy Mm -hmm. thing going on but the the roaster produced excuse me the roaster produced ones when you crack that husk to me it looks like do you remember in in the original jurassic park movie where they had the little mosquito in the amber Mm -hmm. thing and they drilled in and took they drilled in and they pulled the dna out like to me that's these um, roaster-produced ones, which I thought was the, the kiln-produced one. I, I just had them mixed up. Yeah, them swapped. Um, it's glassy and crystal-like, and it's like more like converted sugar. So when you yeah. open the little husk, it looks more like candy. Y- yeah, you have, you have that shiny, like, crystalline yeah. structure on See? That. Yeah, and I should have thought, like, rock candy, crystal, blah, blah, but, you know, mixed. Did up. you just hear Carlos roar? I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's your neighbors or if that's Carlos. I think that was Carlos territory. roaring. Like, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if that was picked up on the mics or not, but Carlos is like an entire floor above us. <laughs> Something's going on upstairs. <laughs> Oh, for God's sake. All right. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So the, the UK crystal malts are the ones that are drum. Yeah. Roasted? Okay. Yeah. And they, you know, and it's, it's from what I know, they, it, they, uh, a heat is applied that is, you know, 150 to 173, which you're what your mash temps are, what, 140s? I think 147 would probably be the median right. well, well, low, low. Well, would be low for a mash temperature yep. is what i'm getting at and then like 173 is like off the chart you know 160 is um, you know too high almost for yeah mashing but in in any case uh as the uh you know moisture is sprayed at the drum and the drum is heated um and that's how your roaster sort of works and that's <clears throat> what converts to the the crystalline yeah deal but the kiln's a little different and then also you've got to consider in the kiln you got to consider the layering of of the malt too because you know it's not going to just you there's no way to really like it's not really a single layer it put one layer in a in a, yep. in a you know huge kiln yeah so like the you're gonna get a much more i feel like you would get a more even roast out of the drum the drum you're, yeah. you're constantly agitating it in my mind yeah i think but again we should we'll need to talk to a maltster at some point Right. Um, but are there this this might be something are there uh like or at least maybe around here or elsewhere are there like small maltsters like artisan definitely. maltsters okay. definitely but i um whether well breeze for sure in chilton of course. Or would you call them artisan no uh, no th- i mean those are big maltsters i'm thinking like so you have okay now, yeah, like, now, now we now we have uh like the small hop farms popping up um, every malt works is one that i know of that okay um that is pretty close by. I believe they're in Red Wing, Minnesota. Okay. Um, as far as specialty malt, like we're talking about right now, uh, good question. But I do know that they, you know, they make a um, like pale malt, like a two row pale ale. Um, okay. Not sure if they do a pilsner or not. So I mean, you guys use primarily Brees, I'm guessing. No. Uh, no. Um, <clears throat> incorrect. Uh, we we use one. Two, three different Brees malts. The for a base malt, we use their Synergy Pilsner malt. Okay. Um, and our Hellas Lager is a, it totally inadvertently a smash beer. It's just Synergy Pilsner malt and Sapphire hops. And that's well, you it. don't need much more for German no, beers. You <laughs> really don't for a canary like that. Yeah. Um. Well, so what? What? What other maltsters use then? Uh. Well, with Brees, I also like to use their Caramel Ten. Um, it's just nice and soft and we'll get into it a little bit more about, you know, maybe kind of not overdoing caramel malt or crystal malt and then maybe not putting C60 or like higher caramel malt, uh, types into IPA. So we'll talk about that more later, but, um, other maltsters that we use, the the apparently largest one in the world now is RAR, which, uh, which I thought Weyermann out of Bomberg, Germany was the largest one. So. But that being said, well, I mean, with the uh, with the amount of breweries opening up in the U.S. Mm-hmm. and RAR's prices, like, yeah, I mean, we're sitting at fifty two to fifty three cents a pound um, is is kind of you know uh, kind of our, our standard from RAR. Damn it, I have to pay eighty five. Oh, see, it's, it's like tier <laughs> tier three fucking brewery price. I mean, I mean, I'm ordering like fifty bags at a time, you know. So yeah. But anyway, um, yep, RAR. And then when I was helping to set up Antigua Cerveza, 
in Antigua, beautiful Antigua, Guatemala. Um, we brewed with malt from RAR in Shakopee, Minnesota, uh, but did uh, uh, have a lot of uh, wiremen um, in there. And then they, I don't know if they were maybe using some Patagonia out of Chile. Bryce is out of, or Bryce is Bryce out is of. Bryce is Chilton, Wisconsin. Yeah, so. So they're another larger one. Yeah, no, but it's, it's kind of interesting that they're both uh, within just a few hours of us. Well, I mean, we are like we're in the grain belt. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know. Well, I mean, we're we're kind of north for the grain belt, though. Mm. I mean, yeah, we're, for barley, but yeah. um, not necessarily for wheat mm. or what we would refer to as winter wheat. Winter wheat. Yeah, we're in that we're in that Russia zone, right? Um, yeah. So yeah, the two biggest producers of malt in the U.S. at least are near us. Um, and RAR is apparently the biggest in the world now. Uh, then you have uh, Simpsons in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, up in up in Scotland. There, yep. they do like a lot of the UK crystal. Uh, either comes from them or from Crisp. Yep, we use, we use a lot of we use. Uh, they they. <laughs> I read this in a magazine and then tried it, and I totally agree. But uh, Simpsons DRC, the dry roasted or I'm sorry, double roasted crystal. Um, that is the. the is a good key to a fine stout. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. What uh what about that kind of is it what's the flavor profile well, of that? So it, you it's I I could be wrong, I'd have to look it up, but I want to say it's like a C120. Okay. You know, and and anything super dark, super Right, anything between you you don't see malt roasted between 130 and 300 uh SRM or whatever because just whatever f- flavors come out of that are just completely under undesirable for beer, and so that one thirty to three hundred that is the gap between um, your caramel kiln and roasted and your just straight up roasted roasted your black black malt, and oftentimes <clears throat> you know and I don't know how how advanced people are out there, but uh, anything debittered or rather anything you you dehusk the malt and then roast. And then um, that's what gets you these deep bittered malts. So then your your astringency goes it, down, right? So Breeze makes a, a really fine malt called Black Prince that works well for that. And then Wireman has you know all three of their Carafa levels one, two, three. They can all be purchased deep bittered or dehusked mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, there's a big difference between deep bittered Carafa three is one of my favorite. It, well, yeah, I mean that's a beautiful malt. It's it's cool, like on a homebrew level, how like just a little handful will get you. It will get you exactly the color you need, right. and goes a long way. <laughs> you know, so. when I've done the thing where uh, you put the uh, the like the roasted malts like in just at the end of the mash, so you're not entirely mashing; you're right. using them for the color. <laughs> well, yeah, you can do that, and then I mean, if you're doing all grain <clears throat> and not like an extract, like. Mm-hmm. What I what I like to do when I'm mashing a dark beer in is I like to mash in the dark malt right away so that it, it brings your pH down right away. Oh, okay. More into spec. Uh, so you throw it, it'll mash your dark malt in immediately, <clears throat> and then throw your light stuff in, and then you take a little pH test and and there check and see where you're at. Cool. All right, uh, back to crystal mm-hmm. and caramel malts. So yeah, I mean differences between roasted crystal and kilned caramel. Um, it it's clear when you look at you know the difference in the in the two processes. So like your crystal type caramel malt, it, it's produced in a roaster, and it, you're generally your four day 
the rule is like four days of germination and then it gets fed directly into the rotating uh, drum, slowly heated to the green, heat that grain temperature to one, you know, 150 uh, or 65 C, 65 and a half C. For our, for, our non-American uh, listeners, uh-huh. literally everybody else in the world. <laughs> at, this po- <laughs> at this point, <laughs> this malt is still pretty green and it contains like 42 to 50 percent moisture. Um, rotate the drum. It's heated. Um, MLA's enzymes activate. They turn that wet starch. It's doing the same. It's basically doing a mash, but we haven't we haven't cracked that grain. But it, so it's mashing inside the husk, um, and it's this you know the the wet. Is and, there is there a Maillard reaction going on inside of the grain? Yep, okay, absolutely. Um, so, but specifically more um, for uh, your like the compound structure, the caramelization. And Maillard are a little different, okay. Um, structurally speaking, so 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 first, so first, uh, we do like a little internal mini mash yeah. in each of the grains, mm-hmm. and then once we have those sugars, we caramelize them. Yep. And then, um, like the darker you go, you get start getting that Maillard reaction where they darken up, and the the flavor profile starts to change. Yeah, caramelization is just like an interaction of heat and sugar. Yeah. So I mean, you know, pretty much anything that has sugar can be caramelized. Um, like onions. <laughs> Caramelized onions are pretty much the best onion. Mm-hmm. I think that's scientifically proven, in fact. Uh, and I will fight somebody who says otherwise. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to probably put you in a leg lock or something. <laughs> just throw caramelized onions at you and you'll get some in your mouth and be like, yeah, you're mm, right. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so flavor profile-wise, though, between the caramel and the crystal... I don't know if there's really much besides, like, so obviously with the crystal malts all, all coming out of the UK. Yep. You have that um, that that UK like terroir. Yep. Coming out of that um, candy and caramel, but uh, they're they're clean clean and sweet. But then they're with with the caramelized ones, you you get more biscuit bready baked. Um, okay, and that's so you more get more of a baked Maillard, like when you put toast in yep. the toaster. Okay, so I mean, so I, I again, I read went to brewlosophy because, mm-hmm. of course, if there's something contentious, they've done an experiment. Marshall about it shot or two. baby, uh, and so he did the UK crystal versus US caramel malt, yeah. and again, it was inconclusive. Totally, um, there was I read, read that and was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to have this conversation about how they're different, and it's like, well, no, they're just they're kind of they're kind of the same, different. So, like once once you have them in the beer, um, and it it all depends on how do you, how you utilize them too. Mm-hmm. Um, the recipe he went with was very simple. It was ninety percent two row, ten percent crystal or caramel, like, yeah. and then he used crystal medium or caramel sixty, which are pretty equivalent, right. Um, and then, yeah, just some pretty like basic hops and yeah, there was, nobody could really figure out what the difference was, you know, and that's fine and dandy. I mean, that this, there's another, another thing that, <clears throat> that proves the, the ask 10, ask 10 brewers, get 10 different answers, right? No. And so like, I, cause you've, you've been, 
preaching the difference between I'm pretty adamant about yeah but crystal and caramel like since day one you know and 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 to to be honest like one of the things that i read while researching this was it you know it was it's it's again for the 900th time it's all about like perception and how you perceive Uh, how you perceive it whatever yep you know but just like everything else like you can put too much sugar in the Kool-Aid, so you can put too much caramel malt into anything and everything, and that's why we talk about balance and brewing and yeah, so, really just not overdoing the caramel malt. Yeah, so, I mean, and or to that point, that let's, let's talk about, um, I guess, let's, let's start with IPA. IPA is the one where I am the biggest proponent of, you need to back the fuck off on your caramel oh, malt totally. in the IPA. Like, especially like we have like the the Midwest IPA. Ha, I was just gonna say, there's a, a preponderance of uh, you know, your, your quote un, quote unquote Midwest IPA. Which okay, so what well, you know, we we need to be in there in, in this debate between North, you know, East Coast and West Coast IPA. Yeah, and so we have the No Coast IPA or the North Coast IPA or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah, and, this, and again, it's another like what what do you like out of it? And me. Personally, my IPA, it just cannot be too malty. I'm I'm a West Coaster man. Like mm-hmm. I like that that clean bitterness. Yeah. Though I mean I understand the the New England IPA, but yeah. I mean though there are some really good Midwest IPAs like um, Two Hearted or or um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's um, Jeremy Prize. Uh, Prize Brewing makes Miraculum IPA, which I think is a fantastic example of uh, an IPA with um, not overbearing caramel malt layers, but there are definitely there's a, a darker hue to it, and um, you know lends a nice malt quality, and he doesn't he doesn't overdo it. Yeah, but the, it's very easy to like. I've seen IPAs that look like amber ales. Yeah. And just tastes like a caramel muddled meth. Yeah. I mean, yes. you can you can gain the color, but not the caramel. And that's why you maybe put a, two, two kernels of Carafa 3, <laughs> 3D bitter in. You know, or what is it? Uh, there's, I've heard of guys uh, using uh, Cinnamar in... in um, Beers to make them black, but get no roast, and or make, okay. make or make an IPA just a smidgen darker, and you know, yeah. So what's what's song. what's your philosophy with caramel um, and or caramel malts or crystal malts and IPAs? I don't mess with anything over forty, and in fact, uh, who is it? Brees. They make a caramel ten that I think is awesome. It's that's a beautiful malt. It gives a nice soft sweetness, um, not quite honey like. Um, but I like, you know, my IPAs need to be dry to pop the hops and then, you know, we've messed with the water profile so that it's, you know, sulfite high, you know, and, um, you talk about, well, we can talk. Do you, about so do you, so when, when you're generating a recipe for an IPA, like say you're starting from scratch, um, do you have like a rule of thumb? Like we're not going to go over this percentage of caramel malt. Oh, um, I'd have to look at the percentage on the recipe to be honest, but I mean, and it'll take me just like two shakes here to get it. But I mean, I'd, I'd say even, uh, let me look at, I'll just use, uh, I guess I'll use space force as an example. If anyone out there knows that beer, 
Uh, it's the only legitimate Space Force out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about like 2%. Okay. It so is, very, very low. Yeah. I, two to five. I mean, five's probably pushing it. So in. where, what, uh, what beer would, so IPA you want very low to, I mean, you could almost leave it out you could go yeah. with something like maybe use like a victory malt or something in yeah. there if you want some of that. I mean, yeah, sure. There, uh, I believe there was some victory malt in, um, what was it? A USA IPA. If you remember that beer talking about beers, people don't know yeah. about, but anyway, I think I want to say there was like victory in there and then. I've this is another awesome contentious thing that you can Google your little little hearts out about. Um, but or we'll do an entire show about. Sure. <laughs> or that. Yeah. Uh, but using C60 in IPA and then that versus oxidation involving oh. caramel 60. So that throws a whole nother spin on it. Yeah. I just I don't like. I mean, we're drinking this this all day IPA, and I would say, when it starts to get to golden, stop. Yeah, um, malt wise. Um, so we know we don't want an IPA, and mm-hmm. the only reason we're talking about it is because we're in the Midwest, and we see so <laughs> many people just shoveling that that those malts into IPAs mm-hmm. around us. But what what styles do you think would really uh, benefit from the additions of multiple caramels oh boy um i like to when i do stouts i like to layer caramel different ones um and and yeah anything uh, where you're looking for a lot of multi flavors right yeah definitely um layering caramel is is super fun Um, well and you get a lot of really interesting complex flavors yeah I like uh, so yeah that DRC is probably like a 120 like I was saying and obviously that's as as hard as you'd want to go but if we're talking about like English mild or um you know I mean it's got to it's got to be style appropriate obviously unless you're trying to do something different Yeah, unless you're just playing around. Right. So um I mean if you're looking at style I think amber ales would be a good one to yep. to dick around with. Mm-hmm. Um Trying to think. Yeah, milds for sure. Oh, one thing to also keep in mind, and you, these malts don't convert. Um, they're they're literally just for uh, flavor. They're not for converting and getting any kind of um, uh, sugar, uh, starches, and you, you won't convert any starches into yeah, so sugar. So make sure you have enough base malt. These are all You cannot smash with a yeah, caramel. These are, you know. <laughs> Malts are already converted. Um, you won't you won't get any any conversion sugar out of it. So all right, yeah, that's good to know. Yes, that is yeah, that's yes. that's, that's really good to keep in mind. You're gonna get a lot of sweetness, but you're not gonna get a lot of or you're not gonna get any conversion. I mean, I guess you could. Well, yeah, you probably could smash with a caramel if you added a bunch of. Uh, was it amylase, beta amylase, or oh, that breaks down the sugars yeah, and into the wanna, mash? And really want to do that? If, I mean, <laughs> we're fucking homebrewers, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like a, another good bet for IPA is splitting Pilsner with two row, or like a Golden Promise and a Pilsner. Uh, Golden Promise and Pilsner is mm-hmm. one of my favorite mixes for IPAs. Yeah, Crooked Grin is Golden Promise and Pilsner. Nothing. Else. Golden Promise is a stupid good malt. Uh, agreed. 
I saw a Simpsons truck that was loaded with Golden Promise while I was in Scotland, and I wanted to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) Casey gets arrested in Europe. (laughs) I'm going to swim this across the fucking ocean. (laughs) Casey lashes some malt to his back like some kind of weird turtle. American checks. 50 bag or 50 sacks of malt on an airplane. <laughs> it's probably doable. <laughs> so expensive. <laughs> uh, All that shit comes over on a ship, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine that's a con- container situation, yeah. All right, do you have anything you'd like to add to no. uh, Carmel or any any advice you'd like to give? To our listeners, based off of caramel or crystal malt, how look, to use it, when to use it, yeah, when not to use it. Look at other guys and gals' recipes and don't, I mean, geez, man, 5%, I mean, even that seems really high. Don't overdo it. It's it's one of those less is more situations, I think. Yep. Even if you're layering the caramels, mm-hmm. less is more. Yeah, don't. exactly. And if, and if one appears to be muddled, if you can't pick that out, then ditch it, you know? Yep. Like we, at first we had like a Muntins Pilsner more of an English sort of pilsner in that IPA and then switched it to regular Turo was too chewy. And we're talking about a base malt here, that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, you know, it's roasted drum roasted differently than, you know, your, your kilns Turo American domestic. It's supposed to be a little bit more bland, you know? Um, yeah. We should do an episode on recipe building too, at some sure. point, because I have, uh, I have theories that I kind of want you to shoot down and we'll, make them terrible. We'll have to record that from my bathroom. Cause that's where I, when I sit on the toilet, that's where I write my beer recipes. Uh, that sounds uncomfortable and well, I don't want to do that. Listen, man, I write I, them on the toilet because that's how you know they're the shit. Now that note, Casey got a new co-host. I don't. <laughs> I don't need two Carloses, damn it! <laughs> Maybe Carlos told me to say that. I don't know. He didn't. <laughs> he made duck puns all through lunch today. Nope. Just nope. Everything was fucking duck puns. Nope. Nope. And I. Uh, <laughs> I hope he doesn't carry that over. I hope so too. It was terrible. We got you know about twenty minutes to beat that out of him. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it too. Yeah. Shit, we should probably get out of here so we can set up for the next show, yeah. huh? Yeah. Uh, I I totally have uh, outro music. I swear. Yeah. If you guys have questions and comments, man. Questions, them. comments, show ideas. Send them or shits. you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Or click on the Amazon link above our homepage, your Amazon shopping as normal. Uh, then we get a big, bit of a kickback from Amazon. It really helps us out. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>